Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us, too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we get to kick off the show with a heartwarming story. Now, we all know that the fire and police department's They respond to all kinds of calls throughout the day, some not so good, some a little bit happier endings. And today we've got a good thing to share with you. Joining us from the Madison Fire Department is Miss Lisa with the most heartwarming story. Hey, Lisa. Hey, how are you? I am doing well. I caught this on the Madison Fire Department's Facebook page yesterday. I shared it as well as hundreds of other people about the sweet ducklings uh, that was rescued yesterday. So walk us through what happened, transpired yesterday with the fire department and the police department there in Madison. Yeah, so we just we received a call from, from a concerned citizen that... She had noticed um, or heard the, the baby ducklings in, um, underground and that had fallen through a grate. And when and she had to leave, but she put a garbage can on top of the grate, which was really smart, to let us know which one to go look for them. So that was great. So the first thing I noticed when I got there is Mama Duck. And Mama Duck was worried about those babies. I mean, she was flying around and you know, hollering at us to help her babies, and she was all over the place, and, and we heard the, the babies underground. And um, and when the when the guys got there, my firefighters got there, they, of course, removed the grate, and they used a small ladder and were able to go below ground and then just scoop up the baby ducklings. Do we know how they got in there, Lisa? I mean, were they just waddling across the uh, parking lot and just fell one by one in, or were they placed there? How did they all make it into the into the grate? Or the Honestly, grain? I think that they were probably just walking across, and Mama was able to make it across the grate, and then the little ones just slipped through. Yeah, because they were all together. They were all huddled together. That's what what I think, or they could have been swept down through, you know, possibly, you know, underground. But I think that they probably just fell through the grate. So you think about our fire, our fire department, our police department. They're trained for all kinds of rescue missions. What's it like when they get, you know, like a fun? I, I say fun because it's. It is. It's different, and it's a heartwarming sort of ending when it ends good. But, I mean, it kind of um, switches up the day a little bit when you get a duckling rescue call, right? Well, it does. It does you know, this is the first one that we've had, um, which is nice because we've got a lot of people in this community that walk, and they, they hear things, and they're very observant, and, and they've heard you've heard the ducklings on the ground and the guys go and rescue them. But I think it's just it is a really a nice balance. You need that. 
you need that soft balance like that with you know the calls that we work, which are very intense and might not be a good outcome to have something like that, which is definitely a good outcome. You know, Lisa, this brings up a good, I guess, question, too, for concerned citizens on when to call the fire or the police department and maybe when to call. I don't know if animal control would be been the right one for this one or not or would have both been able to adequately handle. You don't want to bug your first responders, but you also want to know that they're there if you need them or if ducklings need them. So what's kind of the protocol around that? And I think if, if you call for help, you're going to, if it's an animal rescue, you're, you're probably going to get animal control, and you're also going to get fire and police department as well. Um, because with the fire department, they've got the tools to, like, lift off a grate cover or cut through a metal fence or a wire fence. And so you, you, you've, kind of, you've got both of us there. And I think, it's, I think it's okay. I mean, I was talking to some children today and you know, about calling 911, and that's just one of the things is, you know, call and, and get us on the way and let us, let us help. Well, I'm glad you were there and able to help. I know it took, it's it's interesting how many grown men it took to rescue these ducklings, though, Lisa, I'll have to say. You, you brought a whole team uh, together. Yeah, well, there were, four, there were four guys on the engine, um, so they're not going to split up a crew. So you had the four guys on the engine, and the two guys went um, donned the, um, the turnout, some part of their turnout gear, and went on the ground and used the ladder, and uh, were able to scoop up the um, scoop up the ducklings and a young mom and her two sons. They were walking out of Kroger and they saw the police cars and the fire trucks. And I went over and was talking to them. I said, "You guys want to know what's going on?" And and the mom said, "Hey, can we come watch?" And like, absolutely. So her two sons came and they helped me turn the baby ducklings loose. And it was just, it was fun. It's just, it just is such a feel good story. And. Girl, I tell you, we need it, don't we? Uh, you absolutely do. And I feel like, you know, Chicago Fire and the writers for those shows is watching. They should totally scoop this from the headlines and put it into their into their storylines because it feels like something you would see, you know, on TV. But it reminds us, I think, Lisa, to me, how important our first responders are. And even though they're supposed to be strong and, you know, vigilant, but they also have this really soft uh, side to them, too, when it comes to rescuing all kinds kinds of distressed animals or people. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, they're, these are wild ducks, but, yeah, family members. I mean, they're part of the community. So we just we take care of everybody in our community, whether they are you know, have, you know, two legs or two feet or waddle or <laughs> it just we take care of everybody in the community. So was mom aware that they were rest like she didn't try to eat you for or peck you for or did she know that you were there to help? Because mama ducks can be they can be fierce. Yes, yeah, they can. That's what somebody said, Oh, you know, Mama Duck's gonna get you and I think she did know that, that we were that we were trying to help. So as soon as we you know, scooped the baby ducks, we we got them above ground. Um, the guys handed me the, the little basket with the baby ducks. It's like, all right, now where do we put these baby ducks? We can't just turn them back loose in the parking lot. So I started walking across the parking lot. It's probably about 50 feet from where we actually pulled them out. And Mama just stayed with us the whole time. And she was just a quacking. And, you know, I think I, I told the guys, well, she's scolding those babies for not staying, for not listening to her, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, that makes me remember the little suck, uh, the little the duckling song that you sing to your kids. Ten little ducklings went out one day, one came, or <laughs> one didn't come back, and it's nine little ducklings, and then it goes all the way sort of down. Uh, quack, quack, yeah. quack. I'm totally butchering it, but <laughs> but I feel like that's what happened. She watched them one by one just sort of go into the drain, and then they all came back. And... Oh, my God. I know. I know. <laughs> 
poor Mama W. She was so worried about those babies, and she was just such a good mama. Like I said, she stayed with us, didn't try to hurt us, and just you know went with us when I turned them loose. And you know, she was just right there and just took them off. Well, Lisa, I love it. I love that you had the crew there. I love that the you had the citizen who cared enough to call and that y'all answered the call and it ended in a happy sort of way. And it's just brought so many people joy. Even on our text line, Mike from Grand Bay said this is one of the best stories on good things. I think everybody loves to hear when humans stop to help, you know, those that can't help themselves and animals fall right into that category, especially little ducklings. Exactly. I mean, it's kindness. I mean, I just, I can't preach it enough. It's just, it's being kind. Being kind. Well, it was kind of you to take time out of your day, Lisa. I know you're busy there at the fire department. Appreciate all that you do and all the first responders. So thank you. Hey, I appreciate you. All righty, there you go. What a good story uh, that was uh, about rescuing rescuing the ducklings. And I saw another good headline that I posted in the Good Things Facebook group uh, earlier today where a Clinton seven-year-old, he reunited with the first responders who also helped save um, his life back at a Flowood YMCA back in the beginning of April where he became unresponsive and they were able to um, rescue him and obviously revive him. And he's he is doing fine. So I think we forget that every day while we're going on about our business, if you are a first responder, whether that's a the fire tar- a fire department or EMS or police uh, department, or and there's all the other departments that I may have left out, um, they're they're swooping in and they're taking care of not only people but also um, also our sweet animal friends as well. I saw one story for you though, Rhino. This one's for you. It was a dog that was rescued, not here in Mississippi. But he was rescued from a New York sewer, and he was appropriately named after a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle character. Did you see that? I did not see that one. So the Humane Society of Westchester of uh, New Rochelle said the canine was dubbed Leonardo after being rescued from a sewer by the New Rochelle Police uh, Department. He's a little Labrador, and um, he's going to find himself a good home. They don't know how long he stayed down there, but the good news is a good Samaritan recognized an animal in distress, made a call to their uh, first responders, the police department, which was right there on the street from what I gather from the story. And he got himself uh, a new nickname, Leonardo. If you were to name a dog after one of your beloved Ninja Turtles or a cat, which one would you choose? What was your favorite? Michelangelo? Leonardo? That would be tough. It'd probably be Michelangelo. Although... The the whole idea of like the the Ninja Turtles and the the four humors because each one kind of represents a, a different facet of your your personality because mm-hmm. Leonardo's like he's a he's a leader he he doesn't take a whole lot of gruff but he's also a little naive whereas Raphael is angsty and aggressive and Michelangelo's Cowabunga, dude, and Donatello's the smart one. So they all have their things, and I, I had favorites throughout, but if I was going to name an animal, it'd probably be Michelangelo. Michelangelo, I like it. Although that's a mouthful if you've got to yell that for them to come back. Oh, they'd be Mikey in a hurry. <laughs> Mikey, I like that. All right, uh, stick with us. We've got more good for you coming up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. 
It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. things on your computer your mobile device you can watch it on roku amazon fire tv devices you can even catch us on youtube you can also watch good things on ceasefire tv if you've got that we are on channel 70 right next to the weather channel and it is a beautiful day that the lord has made here in mississippi you can also catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts that might be the perfect bring back in with the quack quack there if you missed our story uh with lisa talking about the mother and the or the ducklings that were rescued yesterday by the madison Fire Department. You can catch that back on YouTube after the show is over. But I saw where someone said that they were yesterday, they saw a mom and her ducklings successfully cross all six lanes of Lakeland. If you know anything about that particular area, that's a pretty big feat to make it across across that without getting hit during lunch uh, rush hour. I feel like Mississippians, for the most part, I know you're not supposed to swerve. They tell you that. But I feel like if we see it, we slow down. It's like a funeral procession. We'll at least pause and allow 99.9% of Mississippians not going to just, you know, floor it and, you know, let Jesus take the wheel with it. And there's something about it that you just see. For a family of ducks, yeah. For a family of, yes, for a family of ducks. It's the sweet, it just feels like You're like time. a lone skunk out there. You're probably not going to do a whole lot you know to what? avoid it. They have their, they have their place. Although, now that I say that, you probably would try to avoid you would a skunk. Try to, I would hope, I would hope that for the most part, we would all slow down. And I think that's one thing it does. There is something about seeing a mother duck or goose or whatever you want to call it and her little ducklings. Oh no, those aren't the same. <laughs> those, are, those are not the same animal. Ducks are nice. You can give them <laughs> you can give them seeds. You're not supposed to give them bread, but you can give them bread and they'll be nice to you. Geese? Yes, they're evil. Geese are a totally different animal. But they're still sweet when they're walking with their little family behind them as long as you are in your protected and Geese car. are nice compared to swans. I don't know if I've ever come in contact with a swan. You don't want to. No, but they're not as I guess they're not in Mississippi as much. Very rarely. Right. Where you'd have geese or more. I always associated geese with the, with the um, gravesite. Like when you go to like visit and they because they kind of know where they can habitat and there's usually like lakes and things. So when you go and change out um, the cemetery, when you go and change out the flowers and all in sort of each holiday and then you would sort of go the spring, springtime, they would it's kind of like their home. They know they're not going to get ran over for one there and that they can kind of rest in peace. No pun intended. <laughs> they're at the thing. So, But if you have water on your property at all, you may be a little more familiar with them as they tend to swoop in and swoop out and, and sort of do all the things. All that to say, though, many I saw where many cultures have spiritual beliefs that if you see ducks or geese walking across, it's considered a good omen. It means that opportunities are coming your way and that your prayers are being heard. Mm. So that's another reason to slow down, let a mama and a duckling sort of walk by. and It's like the opposite of a black cat crossing your path. Yes. And it takes a whole lot longer. You have to admit, if you ever see a black cat, even if, you, even if you're not superstitious, you're a little stitious when it comes to things like that. You don't really believe it, may not give it a whole lot of... Um, you know, clout. But if the cat lake goes for your path, 
path and then turns around and goes gets scared and goes back the other way, there is a piece of you that feels, whew, dodged it, just in case. It's like, okay, I appreciate you not choosing my path on this particular day or not. I honestly don't even think about a path if I see a cat. Usually I'm trying to get its attention. Not a cat, not any cat. It's black cats. And then you feel bad for them because... I mean, they are discriminated against at pet shelters and animal shelters and stuff like that. They are the least adopted of the cats. So just it's just like just in case, like I might, you know, going to bring necessary this that into you. But I guess more than just a few people are more than a little stitious. Mike from Grand Bay say you better avoid a skunk. And if you come across one, don't hit it. Have the time today. Close off your vehicle ventilation system to do it quickly. Otherwise, it stinks for a while. If you live in any rural area, and I guess skunks can get into urban areas as oh, well. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. And you have dogs that enjoy roaming. Everyone has the story of that time when your dog came and scratched on the back door to get in and it took one open and you're like, well, like heck you are. You shut it back and you start doing the whole Google, how to remove skunk smell from pets or dogs. Ours, Bailey, got into a skunk nest at where we used to live. <laughs> she would rouse them up and get them going and came back just a wagging her tail and all excited for what she did. And when I tell you, she just reeked from outside of the door like you could walk up and you just knew what you were getting into. Tomato juice. Tomato juice is a fascinating de-stinkerizer. That is not a word. It's totally a word. <laughs> de-stinkerizer. It's going to be a whole brand of tomato juice sold specifically to get the smell of skunk off. Yes, it, it works if you don't if you don't have time to get somewhere that sells the stuff. Which really, I am convinced now that whatever they sell to de-skunk your pets or you, I guess, is really just tomato juice changed in form and color, so that you think you're buying something specific and overpriced. So it's a roundabout way of how it probably is. Yeah. They probably just synthesized whatever it is in tomato juice that does it. But, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. John and Ridgeland said, I adopted a solid black cat a few weeks ago. Good Aww, on you. Oh, good on you. What would you name him or her? Matthew the Bagpiper said, in Hattiesburg on 40th traffic was backed up. It was a two-lane road with curbs. One traffic started moving. I saw that someone stopped to help a turtle that got stuck in the curb. They hopped out, helped the turtle over the curb, and sent it on its way. See, there are still some good humans, and all the experts would tell you, you should not risk your life or the life of others for animals in the streets. But I'm like, oh, but if you can without hurting yourself. Well, I mean, I understand the desire to be overly cautious in modern day. But unless you were stopping on a downhill slope right next to one of those traps that they they have set up in case 18-wheelers lose their brakes up in the mountains, unless you're stopping somewhere like that, or unless you're stopping on the waterworks on, I, on I-55 in Jackson to help a turtle across, if it's in a neighborhood... How much risk are you really putting yourself in, especially if you got out of a car that is now blocking traffic for yeah. you? <laughs> Just remember, if you're going to save a turtle, you should help him along the path in which he was going or she was going. And Millie is the cat's name. What a beautiful name for the cat. Someone said, I swear for frogs. Swans are evil, but I would still swear for them. <laughs> are they really? 
They're very territorial and aggressive. Gotcha. They like their space. They like their personal space, and their personal space involves anything they can see. And I'm going to assume that we have made them into these sweet, cuddly-looking little characters through fiction books and kids' books. And so people think, oh, what a sweet swan. Let me go up and get a picture or do something stupid. Oh, yeah, you think of a swan, you think of like a ballerina tiptoeing around on point to some Russian song. You don't think of this four-foot wingspan coming at you squawking. That will ruin a day quick, won't it? It's not funny. My mom got attacked by a thing of geese one time. Or not chased is a better term because it wouldn't be kind to laugh at it if she was actually attacked, but chased. And it wasn't funny at that time, but now she tells the story with, with a sense of humor. And she said it will ruin a good day real quick. And it was also in the cemetery. They were going to feed uh, the geese, and it just – I guess there was baby ducklings around, and things took a turn, turned pretty quickly. But someone mentioning turtles. There's a great story, too, I just shared on the Good Things Facebook group where MSU's College of Veterinary Medicine got to come down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast to the Institute for Marine Mammal Studies, and they released rehabilitated sea turtles back into the ocean. I love it every time we have one of these stories. And it was a the cold-stunned New England sea turtles have been under MSU's care since they arrived in Gulfport in December, and they acclimated them back, and they healed them, and then they got to release them back into the wild and the world, which I think is super cool. I would just love to put, like, a little GoPro on one of the turtles and just be able to see what it was like from their perspective to do their little crawl into the ocean and then back into the big wild world that they go. You can't not think of Finding Dory or Finding Nemo, whichever one it is, that has that. Like, you can't not think of how cool that would be. I mean, you're a little bitty turtle. It's a big old ocean and you just rush for it, mainly because you don't want to get eaten by seagulls. (laughs) There's definitely that piece to the pie of it. And I think they leave that out of the story if anything like that happens. But super good stories. A lot of fun to share. A lot of love to share over on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have you there. We'd love for you to stick with us, too. we got more for you coming up next. Becca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Pick me up, love. Pick me up, love. Every day. 
talk about the good things. Don't forget you can watch us. We are on computer and mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Today we've talked a lot about saving life through rescuing, but there are different ways that you can do that. Today is actually National Living Donor Day, and Belinda Lane with Donate Life Mississippi is joining us to celebrate and then tell us a little bit more. Hey, Belinda. Hey, how are you? I am doing well. I know this has been a busy day for you. You've been out and talking to schools, but I wanted to take the time to at least celebrate the fact that today is National Living Donor Day. So for you guys, what does that mean? What is that all about celebrating today? Well, today is a huge celebration for us because today uh, we are thinking about living organ donation. It offers another chance to someone who's a transplant candidate. It reduces their time on the waiting list and it leads to a better long-term outcome for the recipient who is receiving those life-saving organs. And so here at MORA, we celebrate uh, National Donate Life Day. MORA, which stands for Mississippi Organ Recovery Agency. And then today is sort of focusing again on the fact that there's multiple ways that one can find themselves getting the organ or the tissue that they need. And it's not always at the demise of someone else's life having come to an end. It can also be through living donors. And I think, you know, these are the type of stories, Belinda, that makes the news where they found a kidney at Disney or, you know, I think a a recent one was an Uber driver or a cab driver or something offered up a kidney and happened to be a match. I can't remember, you know, the exact details. Um, but, you know, it also happens every day, too, without all the limelight. So how do you describe, like, the most common types of living donors? What are the things that those of us, you know, on this side of the dirt could still help with? Uh, so that's that's an easy question. One of the things that we take into account is that uh, folks can live with one kidney, one lung, a portion of their uh, of their liver, uh, we have people who donate kidneys all the time to one of their loved ones or friends. And so one of the examples that I always give to the uh, teenagers is Selena Gomez, for instance. Selena Gomez uh, received a kidney from her very best friend. So that shows you where that match of a living donor can come into play. I had a coworker who uh, shared one of her kidneys with her father. But that list goes on and on all the time where people start to see, okay, so I can actually save somebody else's life right now, as you say, while we're still above the ground. Uh, And here we are at a point where uh, we had a 13-year-old who was in need of a liver. His father was a perfect match for him. So he was able to donate a portion of his liver to his son And um, the thing about the liver, though, and I like to say that it regenerates itself, and that's one of the good things about having uh, those particular living donor situations in which you can actually see uh, folks get to get to actually live out a great and fruitful life while they are while that uh, donor is still alive. Do you have to wait, Belinda, until you know someone who needs it or if you feel like the spirit's moving you in that direction or you would be willing to give that to the right, you know, recipient? Um, Can you just, can you yourself put yourself like on a list or reach out or do you find it more of you're moved by knowing the individual or being related to them more? Well, it just depends on what your thoughts are about doing it now. There was a story in the news this past weekend of a doctor who actually decided that she wanted to to just give a kidney to someone who was in need. She um, matched up perfectly with someone and just decided, hey, I'm going to give 
uh, to whoever is on the list next that that matches with me. And so sometimes people are uh, moved by that situation. If you remember several years ago over at Jackson State, the um, the um, uh, person that was uh, um, there who uh, was actually reaped the kidney from someone else, uh, the mascot, his name was Wavy Dave, and Wavy Dave was a needed kidney, and he received a kidney from another gentleman that was not of his same color, and so uh, even though Wavy Dave did not survive a, a long period of time but afterwards, but, you know, just to know that, that there are people who don't mind giving an additional giving their organs to someone just to make sure that they have an opportunity to save their lives. It's a a great gift. It's one of the biggest and most immeasurable gifts that you can certainly consider giving. And so when they think along those lines and they want to do it, we say go for it. And also, too, with living donors, there's a lot of talk, too, about tissues. And I think the kidneys and the liver are one that, you know, may get more highlight. But what are some of those tissues that a living donor could give? When I think of that, I really don't know what I think of, Belinda. But <laughs> Well, well this, that's a good question because uh, I was in a classroom this morning and uh, we were talking about how people who are in sports and military uh, they tend to tear their ACL quite a bit. So you can actually have your have an ACL donated uh, as well. So those are some of the things that we just kind of forget. And I often talk about uh, tissue for skin grafts, tissue for um, for women who've had um, who've had breast cancer. A lot of times they need additional. Uh, tissue when they're going through reconstructive surgery. And so we don't even take those things into account, but tissue is, is very much needed for all of those particular things. And I think and it, it makes a person's life so much more meaningful to be able to go back to uh, looking and feeling the way that they once did. You know, and I think too, as, as uh, being a donor, um, or a registered donor as I am myself, you you hope that if you do go but while your organs are still viable that you're able to pass that forward and help. But how cool is it to know, too, that maybe you could still be alive and sort of enjoy in the saving of someone else if that's a connection or something that you feel sort of led to do? I think more folks just need to hear about those stories um, and that that's an option, right? Like not everybody has to do it. It's not something that you're guilted into. But if you feel like led to that way, that there are avenues for you to be able to be that for somebody. Oh, definitely. Definitely. There are all types of, of living donation. You know, they're directed, non-directed, uh, someone that's on the list. And, and, and of course, kidney or, or any, um, any organ that pairs well with uh, someone when, it, when a transplant candidate has someone who wants to donate a kidney to them, uh, uh, the test revealed that the kidney or organ would not uh, be would be a good match. That's a wonderful thing to be able to see in your lifetime. Absolutely. If folks want more information, uh, Belinda, about all of the above, right? Like just read about it, hear stories, whatever they may be. Where do, where's like the best place to go? Uh, well, of course, you can always come to our website. That's mora uh, m s o r a dot org. We would certainly love to have you uh, come to our website. 
and find information there. And if you need additional uh, links or additional information, you'll be able to find all of them right there on our website. And then how important is it to to sort of think through or think about having that little heart on your license by being a registered owner? Oh, that's that's one of the most unbelievable things. When we think about the number of folks that are listed on the waiting list in Mississippi alone, there are over 1,300. And so to know that one organ donor can save eight lives, one tissue donor can heal or impact 75 lives, that's phenomenal in itself. And so uh, if you are on the fence about it, we just encourage you to go ahead and get that little red heart put on the, the license either at your driver's license station or you can also go to your uh, hunting. When you get ready to get your hunting and fishing license, you can go online anytime at registerme.org or just, like I said, go to our website at Mississippi Organ Recovery Agency. That's msora.org, MORA for short, but msora.org. You can certainly register and sign up to be a donor. All righty. Well, I appreciate your time today, Miss Belinda. I know you've had a busy one. Uh, what else schools did you hit up today? Oh, I was over at Northwest Rankin High School, but I also want to make sure that we announce that we'll be having our 5 and 8K in the district on April 22nd at 8 o'clock a.m. If you haven't registered, be sure to register your team today. All righty, there you go. Good way to get out, get some more information, get a good exercise in for a good cause. And just learning more about what it means to be a living donor or to be a registered donor, I think, is a good thing as well, Belinda. So I appreciate your time. Well, thank you. We appreciate you guys. All righty, there you go. Who knew? You know, I wonder if you were able to donate your ACL to one of your favorite professional athletes that needed it, and then they went on to win a Super Bowl or win, you know, an Olympic gold medal, if by definition you could share in that success. I wonder if you could get a Super Bowl ring along with them or if you could get a, you know, an honorary gold medal or... I feel like that could be arranged. <laughs> Maybe not an honorary gold medal, but a Super Bowl ring. I mean, that's a Can I get a small a replica? You can buy Super Bowl rings? Oh, yeah. They are outrageously expensive, and they're not technically official, but you can get pretty much full-blown replicas for several grand apiece. That just seems odd. Oh, yeah. That seems, that's worse than a participation trophy. But this is a good thing. So more on that coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. In the town where I was born lived a man who sailed to sea and he told us of his life in the land of submarines so we sailed on to the sun till we found a magic good thing hope you're enjoying the little yellow submarine 
My daughter loves that song, and I thought it was appropriate because it's also National Submarine Day, which means absolutely nothing to me necessarily other than I love that song. Could you imagine living in a yellow submarine? But it actually has pretty good significance. The National Submarine Day on April 11th honors the day the United States Navy acquired its first modern commissioned submarine back in 1900. It's the Holland 6 became the Navy's first modern submarine. And I think it would be a pretty cool way to work and serve would be living on a submarine. Very cramped and tight, but neat. You cannot be claustrophobic. You cannot be claustrophobic um, at all. So uh, there you go. But another one's not underwater, but it is an iconic, I guess, vessel. It's the Wienermobile from Submarines. And it is kind of yellow, right? Like it's got the yellow bottom. Yeah, the bun. And, and the bun. And then you've got the wiener part. And so and if you are looking to find that perfect place to tie the knot this upcoming year, the Wienermobile of Love is going to host free weddings. It's going to be the backdrop. Can you only... Imagine. So Oscar Mayer is offering an alternative to the traditional stressful wedding planning with a ceremony of the Wienermobile of Love. And so if you want that. The ultimate wedding venue. It's going to be at the Little White Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas for weddings on April the 15th and 16th. So you need to go ahead and drop what you're doing. Pack your bags and head to Vegas so you can get in line for a free wedding in front of the Wienermobile. I mean, if you're throwing it together on April 11th and it's this weekend, <laughs> then it's going to be a shotgun Wienermobile wedding venue. And your chances for happy ever after are... I was About the same as anybody else that gets married in Vegas. Just This is true. Hot dog lovers across the nation, you can sign up at OscarMeyer.com. Available on a first-come, first-served basis for the free wedding ceremonies. Bring your marriage license and appetite as hot doggers will meet you down the aisle. <laughs> Instead of greet. But it will be will be meet as well. The wedding. How bad would you feel though if you were like the bride and groom waiting in line to go because you were really excited about having your Wienermobile wedding, and then they cut you off? It's like, nope, sorry, this was the last one we're doing for the, the day. The wedding ceremonies will feature a live Wiener Whistle Quartet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a wonderfully odd Wiener cake as well. I don't know about that one now. <laughs> The words wiener and cake. I expected there. Combination. I, I expected there to be some form of hot dogs there for the reception. Obviously, like build your own um, wiener bar. Oh, now I've got a monstrosity in my head where it's one of those tiered wedding cakes, but instead of the little white columns, it's Oscar Mayer wieners holding the cake up. It's all the little wieners up there. But, I mean, I think it'd be cool if you liked hot dogs to have, like, your build-your-own hot dog sort of bar. You'd have the chili and the cheese and all the things there that you could sort of do. And you'd have, like, the short ones, the medium ones, the foot-long ones. The two who got married should have the foot-long and have to eat it and kiss in the middle. I mean, we could take this and run with it <laughs> as a wedding planner. But the Wiener Quartet, man, the Wiener Whistle Quartet, that just seals... I wonder if they're practicing today for their performances this weekend. I I don't know. I am not sure. But it would be a, something to remember. It would definitely not be your traditional wedding. And I'm going to say I'm not sure which side, bride versus groom or both, but there's going to be an angry in-law. One of the mothers is going to be upset with you that this is what you chose it's the way that you are going to... Yeah, the mom's going to be on the front row just crying her eyes out. Not because she's crying from happy tears. She's so sad. 
that her little baby got married in front of the Wienermobile. But at least she didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> if you make it, I mean, you know, at least, I don't know, there's something, there's definitely something to that. But well, there are definitely worse places you could get married. Absolutely there are, in stranger sort of ways. I don't know if you can get much stranger than in Vegas in front of the Wienermobile. I don't know. but With I'm a sh- Wiener Whistle Quartet. 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 Mm-hmm. So, I don't, they're... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that. Do they have "Here Comes the Bride" played so by Kazoo's or something? What's the What's the song? What's the Oscar Mayer song? I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> yes, that's what you walk down the aisle to, and it would be better if your groomsmen and your bridesmaids were in the ketchup and the mustard costumes. We could take this. Could no, you just go full out and get them those hot dog costumes. Which you sh- there should only be one wiener at a wedding. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know what at that? And it's the mobile. I'm going to avoid a joke I was going to make. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's avoid it and just look, we're saved by the bell. Coming up next, you got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. See, I can see good things for you tonight. Yeah, good things for you. Mississippi Media Production.